All right. So we run into this situation on a fair number of uh, accounts, and I wanted to talk this over with you because uh, I think it'll be insightful for those folks out there looking to start a podcast or figure out why their podcast isn't doing what it's supposed to. Um, And one of the things that we do, and I think it's fairly common in the biz, is to have a screening call with whoever's going to be on the show. Now, I've had some doozies. I know you've had some too. Uh, but I'd like to hear some of your best practices there and what makes the screening call work for you. And uh, then I'll share some of the stuff that I picked up along the way. Sounds like a plan. And like I typically do, I'm probably going to start from the perspective of what problems people may be experiencing and how the screening call can help them solve those problems. We've had clients before. We've experienced it ourselves as well, too. And it's why we put it into practice. If you're using your podcast to connect with people, leverage it as a networking tool, which is something we always encourage people do, but you find yourself occasionally recording episodes that are not producing maybe the most engaging content or the vibe is off or for whatever reason, you just feel like it could be better and you're not at the moment speaking with people before you're recording, that's something that we'd recommend you do. And that's often what I'm referring to and as a screening call. You don't necessarily need to brand it as such. I think I have a calendar booker that essentially labels it like intro podcast intro call or something like that um, to take the edge off of it a little bit for who you may be meeting with. But regardless, even if you know what it is you want to talk about because of who's going to be a guest or whatever topic you have in mind, it oftentimes is a good idea to do that because you can become introduced if you haven't, if you don't know each other. And you can talk about things like what topic are you going to select or what are you going to talk about or what are you not when it comes to the episode. Plus, you can start to help like coach and prepare someone who hasn't been on a lot of podcast episodes in terms of what to do or not to do in order to try to produce the best results. So if you're not doing that at the moment, but you're having some of those problems, I would definitely encourage you to do that to kind of set the expectations and coach people through the process. So I think that's a you 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 hit the nail on the head with the setting expectations. A big part of why interviews don't go well on an episode are have to do with the fear and uncertainty and all of the things that come with what is perceived as this permanent indelible public record of your you know failures as a person, right? Like people get on these things, they're like, "Oh my God, they're going to see through all of my crazy," and that's the the screening call helps set the stage for uh, a positive recording, but it also you know allows you to connect with another human, and that's super useful when it comes to trying to get human responses from people. And for me, I think that. Uh, I stopped to your point. I stopped calling them screening calls. Uh, they're now warm ups, um, and it's to that. It's to warm up literally the conversation. Um, but but the biggest um, uh, thing that I think you should get out of that screening call is that expectation setting conversation. Um, and so I use the screening call or that setup call as an accessibility tool, right? making the 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 process more accessible to whoever you're interviewing. I don't care if they've been on three podcasts or 300 podcasts. The That onboarding process is worth its weight in gold. Uh, it sets the stage for your post-meeting follow-up as well. So I wanted to, to get some insights here as to, like, how much time do you spend on um like the technical stuff versus the getting to know you stuff versus the background or like what does that kind of look like in a half hour call 
Yeah, great question. So my objective coming out of a screening call is to have everything both people need to feel like they can record a great podcast episode. That's the primary objective. The other things I'd like to do too is get to know them, them have an opportunity to get to know me because that'll make it a little bit easier. It takes the edge off, so to speak, for some of the folks that maybe haven't done this before or just are maybe a little bit nervous than those who are doing it all the time. So how I structure the call itself is like if someone in my network, you or I had introduced two people together and I was one of them. So I think of it in terms of all right, who am I meeting with? What do I want to know? What do I want to share? All that kind of stuff. I want to get to know more about them, what they do, what they're passionate about. And I want to share some of those things about myself as well, too. So that's the first piece of it. Then it's more background about the show. Like what is the show? How the show come to be? What is its purpose? Who do we typically have on it? What do we talk about? Eventually it gets to Q&A, but that section there is really providing them with the context for a little bit in terms of what to expect. It also then sets them up for questions they may ask. Uh, but also when we're talking about learning about their background, I'm thinking about what we might talk about on the show. And you always have that foundation of what your show is about, marketing, for example, and whoever you're speaking with might know ads, or they may know building affiliate programs or whatever it is, whatever their particular area of expertise is, that's more than likely where you're going to dive deeper. And there's all different ways to kind of come at that as well too. But that's part of where I kind of go next. Like after we have a feel for each other, they understand the what the show is all about. And so far, everything still sounds like it's a go. Then it's, all right, what are we going to talk about? Then we dive into what some of those topics might be. I, for the most part, try to not go beyond like three to five talking points or so, because we are typically recommending folks target a time frame between like 15 to 30 minutes tops for an actual episode and try to keep that as consistent as possible. But you'd be surprised by how fast that goes by when you're recording podcast episodes, case in point, right? So I give myself that and I don't like to get too granular or technical with it for the most part. And I call them talking points, not questions or an interview or any of that kind of stuff. It's really a conversation. And that's because that's what people want to hear. My opinion, when it comes to podcasts, I'm going to hear like they're been invited into a conversation with some friends at a bar or whatever, or talking about a particular topic. Like it's a cool, intimate kind of semi-private setting that they're able to participate in, but learn something at the same time. Because a lot of what we're doing here is business focused. That's kind of the vibe that we're typically going for. And that's another thing that I'm trying to evaluate is like, how well are we connecting? Are we geeking out about the same things? Do Are they passionate about what we're passionate about? Is that going to lead to more than likely what comes like engaging and a good podcast episode? So all of those things are what I'm trying to cover. And then towards the end, it's basically like what questions you have for me. Uh, and I also sometimes ask like any topics you want to stay away from, because maybe there's details they don't want to get into. So I don't want to throw a question out of like nowhere and then hit them with something that they're uncomfortable speaking about because that'll throw the vibe off too. Yeah, absolutely. The One of the things that I try and do to the best of my ability, and if I get a sense from those conversations that it's going to be, um, that the guest is going to go off the the rails, right? And they're going to start trying to hard pitch during an episode, or they're going to uh, potentially be the kind of guest who uh, starts talking and then doesn't stop um, is I will try and uh, give a little bit of conversational guidance as well. Like, Hey, listen, I may have to interrupt you during the episode. And what that sounds like is this, 
you know, or I'll do something like X, Y, or Z and show them the demonstrable sort of conversational stuff so that I can help them put their best foot forward. I think in a lot of ways as well on the call, you want to help your guests understand that like you guys are, while you may be asking questions that seem difficult or maybe sometimes adversarial, you're both on the same team through this process, right? And so it's my job to help make you look as amazing as you are. And in that process, I may have to stop the conversation. I may have to pivot. I may have to change directions. And your role as a host in many ways is to surface that out through the episode. What's really cool about that approach um, is everyone kind of gets a little bit more compliant when it comes time to stop talking <laughs> during the episode or when they're talking about, you know, um, uh, the features on screen three of their favorite software product. You're like, all right, look, we need to, <laughs> we need to get back yeah. up a level. Um, so, so giving those conversational cues as well as part of it, the human side of that, um, like the interview process, I think is great. One of the things that, that I've seen you do, uh, really well and, and I've picked up on is, uh, setting the stage for additional, uh, contact points uh, beyond the episode. So, you know, I think it's important too to understand that when you are uh, starting these calls, you, you know, it is the beginning of hopefully prolonged contact, right? You're trying to build a relationship. And so um, what kind of milestones do you advise uh, your sort of podcast guests to look for uh, beyond, you know, including the episode and beyond? That's another good Good point. So when you're beginning with the intro call, I like to set expectations for anything else or any other ways we may help each other as well, too. Again, I think of it more like an introduction call between some folks in my network. So as I'm listening to them talk, talk about their background, what it is that they do, and I'm sharing the same, I'm thinking, okay, is there anybody that I know that they should also know, or is there anything else I could do to help them? Hmm. And the intro calls are a good opportunity to start thinking through some of those potential next steps. So I'll probably mention them in that intro call as in, by the way, here's some folks that I know, I think it would be great for also you to know, or here's potentially some of the other ways that we may be able to help you based on what you said, some of your preferences are, or some of your needs are. As such, I might think about making any of those connections for them. Some of that might also include us potentially working together. That one, I typically don't lead with that's something where if i hear what they talk about in terms of their background or whatever and it sounds like they're someone i might typically help then as i'm describing what it is that i do i might use anything they already shared as an example like they may be talking about the b2b SaaS company they're growing or managing at the moment and i'll talk about what i do but in the context of what they do so it number one it just connects better for them or number two they might start thinking through oh, maybe we could stand to benefit from the help as well too. But then I'll wait for questions for them before I lead with something like that. So after I share what I do in the context of what they do, if I get a question from them, it's like, so how would what you do apply to what we do? Or how would you help us or something like that? I wait for that opportunity to kind of talk a little bit more about what next steps there might look like. If there are some, or if there's more interest, and that might be direct or indirect, I will make mention before I shift the conversation into talking about the podcast episode, I'll make mention of, you know, I'll send you some stuff either after this intro call or let's get the podcast recording completed. And then after that, 
we could talk more about potential next steps or I can share with you more details or whatever. Um, if they want to, I always basically like defer to them though, in terms of controlling the conversation. If they want, if they're, if they want to go into more detail right now, I'll do it. If they are comfortable waiting or it feels like that's kind of the right next move, I'll defer. I'll, I'll typically use that as my default as well also. So I'll be setting up um, it that way. That's kind of how I manage that part of the conversation. And then in terms of like logistics and planning, I'll just share with them. Here's how the process goes. We do the central call, come up with some talking points or what we might talk about on the show. Then we'll work on the logistics of getting it scheduled. I'll help them understand what will happen day of recording or when we actually do that. Schedule 60 minutes. We'll start the call. The recording won't start immediately. We'll make sure that we're all set up and organized. I'll answer any of your last minute questions, whatever. Then we'll start the recording. We'll typically finish the recording uh, before we get to the end of that meeting, whatever's been scheduled, because I typically book about 60 minutes for what might be a 30-minute conversation or recording. So we typically have more time left over. And then after the recording is complete, we'll talk about any next steps from there or what have you. Um, so I'll, I'll make sure that they understand that's how all that stuff works. And then after we actually have the recording, I'll talk about the logistics first once the recording is done as well, too, in terms of here's what's next for in terms of your episode. Here's when it's likely to be published. Here's what it being published will look like. And then we'll share some of that stuff with you so that hopefully you can help us drive more engagement for that episode. So I'll walk through kind of those logistical steps as well, too, so that they know what to expect. And they know that there's like more touch points coming. And any of those touch points are opportunities to talk about podcast, the show, anybody else they think might be a good guest, any of the connections that we feel like we've made and next steps there in terms of who I can connect them with, who they might connect me with, as well as potentially working together if it turns out that whatever it is that I do is also something that they might need. Yeah, and I think that uh, that post-connect is great and setting the stage for future referrals and future interactions um, really does help with with that. I think the uh, the other part of it is I let folks know that their episode may not be ready right away, and that's kind of important, right? If we need if they have something coming up that they want their episode scheduled on a different day or time, we can do that uh, for you know whatever reason, so it matches their marketing efforts. But you know the podcast we're doing is about marketing, so of course that makes sense that we would be sensitive to aligning to their goals. Um, you know, in the the other episodes for other clients and stuff like that that we work with, that publishing schedule may or may not be anticipated to be, you know, next week or next month or six months from now. So I think it's important as well to set those expectations uh, along the way. Agreed. All right. I think that covers the screening uh, or uh, prelim episodes or the prelim meetings we have um uh, i'm sure we'll have more to talk about there like with these things it's always the case where like you start you know oh yeah but i forgot i also do this and that and these other things so uh reserve the right to revisit this topic as we move forward hey you yes you it's uh 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet or maybe you do but you're struggling with it uh we will talk to you about that uh for free We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. 
Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.